Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 32 teams entered the season with the hope of being crowned champions. Now, only two cities remain. Who will take home the coveted Lombardi Trophy? It's time for Big Game Breakdowns with Baldy and La Confora, an Odyssey exclusive. Welcome to the Thursday edition of Baldy's Big Game Breakdowns with Jason La Confora and Brian Bollinger. We take you guys right on up to the Super Bowl and do one of these uh, a day. I am still... East Coast bound. Baldy is uh, at the Super Bowl, uh, enjoying the festivities in the, the greater L.A. area. We will talk to you guys today, um, give you some of our thoughts about NFL honors and, and the various awards being handed out. Uh, later tonight, we will talk about some of the pending free agents on these uh, Super Bowl teams and what the future might hold for them. We'll continue to break the game down as well. Uh, but we got to start where we left off yesterday, which was uh, Baldy and I finished chatting, and then he was about to put on his, his best board shorts and maybe a little bit of uh, of F- SPF and start shooting at the beach, drawing plays up at the beach for uh, Sky Sports over there in the UK. Uh, how did it go, Baldy? Did 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 the did the water interfere at all? Were there any distractions? Um, how did how did the plays look in the sand? I thought it was a uh, a huge success yesterday, Jason. The weather uh, here in Los Angeles is cooperating for whatever you want to do. You want to uh-huh. draw plays up in the sand when it's 80, 80 degrees and <laughs> blue skies yeah. and calm surf. Um, that's a good day. You've, you've, you've got it. No matter what you do here, as everybody knows, I don't care how many lanes the freeways are. you got to deal with some traffic right. in order to get to wherever you're going. So we did that on the Santa Monica Freeway. But, you know, once we got to the beach, uh, the beach vibes kicked in. Uh, I drew three defensive plays up in the sand yesterday to try and teach okay. our our growing world, uh, you know, fan base uh, a couple of things that the Rams like to do. Uh, it featured some of their star players like Aaron Donald and Von Miller and Jalen Ramsey. So uh, I thought that we captured – I thought we captured the vibe really well and. You know, we used to draw it up in the dirt. Uh, now we're just drawing up in oh, the yeah. sand. And like uh, like it has often been said, you don't want anything to slip through your fingers or through the cracks at no this sand. time of the year. And no sand was, you know, was uh, seeping through the cracks yesterday. That's wonderful. Do, do you have any outdoor shoots planned today? Is today more business as usual? Uh, today is more business as usual. I'm, I'm heading over to uh, the NFL Network here after we finish. And uh, we've got a, you know, one of those monster four-hour TV marathons. Uh, I you remember know, well, well uh, Baldy. <laughs> you uh-huh. know, you never know where you're going to go. You better be, you know, never nope. be there. Just you be always there. have to be able to dance. And 
these things can yes. be going in any different direction depending on what's going and what's breaking. So we'll be ready. We'll be at the set ready to do that. And then I think I'm just staying right there at the uh, NFL Network for the honors uh, program tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we'll head out uh, over to Jaws and Ditka's annual cigar party. Probably fire one up. Okay. So that's kind of my day right now, Jace. That's not a bad day, Baldy. That's not a bad day. Well, let's talk about NFL honors. Uh, it will be airing yeah. tonight at uh, <clears throat> at 9 Eastern. We see the best and brightest of the NFL uh, all gussied up and shined up and ready to see who gets the hardware. Uh, let's start with uh, Coach of the Year, Baldy. Um, do you have strong feelings about that category? Is there anyone for you who stood out more than everyone else? Well, you know, like in every any given year, Jason, there's a lot of candidates. There just is. Yes. Um, you know, what Tennessee did, you know, without Derrick Henry for half a season, see what Mike Vrabel did. Yep. Uh, you know, they lost his receiving core for much of the season. There they were, the number one seed. I know it didn't finish. I saw some people from Tennessee yesterday. They look like they're still crying in their soup. Uh, to be honest with you, Jason, yeah. how, th- how yeah. things ended. I know you can keep going on and on. <clears throat> I mean, but, you know, that team that beat Tennessee in Tennessee, it, it's hard for me it, it, to, to get past Zach Taylor and what he's doing. Yeah. And since I know Joe Burrow is, you know, the the flavor of the, the month right now and Jamar Chase is, yep. I'm sure, you know, we'll get to him in one of the categories that you're going to bring up. But it's just – Yes, sir. You know, Cincinnati – I know they won some games and won some divisions, you know, with uh, Andy Dalton and Marvin Lewis. They never won a playoff mm-hmm. game. and But Cincinnati nope. has just been, you know, they, they've been down there on the curb for a long, long time. And to see where they're at right now. And I, you know, and I, you know, I said this throughout, throughout a lot of the podcasts. I was around them this preseason. To see where they're at right now, to see what Zach has done to turn that franchise around. I mean, they're the model franchise for anybody that has been at the bottom and it desires yeah. to get to the top. I mean, you can't strike any bigger gold than they did in free agency. I mean, you, you go through anybody, Hendrickson, yep. Hilton, Awuzia, like doesn't matter. Uh, and, you know, just to, to be able to come through a very competitive AFC North to win it, to go into Baltimore, putting 41 spot up on Baltimore when they were, mm-hmm. you know, riding pretty high at that time. Top of the yeah, heap. Um, yeah. I, I can't get past Zach Taylor at this point. And I know, like I said, you know, Vrabel, you know, McVay, I could go yep. through a list of a bunch of guys that are worthy. But to me, Zach Taylor is at the top of the list. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Now, some of this voting takes place, obviously, right. before the playoffs have transpired. So we'll see who, who you know, who gets the award. For me, it's it's got to be Taylor um, or, or Vrabel, frankly. If it was somebody else, I think it would be. Um, fairly surprising at this point. Um, you mentioned Jamar Chase. Let's let's go to Rookie of the Year next. Uh, Micah Parsons obviously was a big, big difference maker for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and really, he looked like a kid who could excel no matter where they put him. I mean, you put any challenge in front of him on the defensive side of the ball, I think he'll find a way to get it done for you, maybe even free safety. Uh but what Jamar Chase has done is is exceptional as well. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to be Jamar Chase. Uh, anybody I'm missing here? I mean, do you, is it a, it's a two-man well, race, Well, is right? this just – Or Slater? Rashawn Slater, Slater would is, be my third. I'm going to leave out, you know, one of the best left tackles in all of football. 
um, yeah. for the Chargers, for people who didn't know. But um, I, I'm, I, I haven't looked at the, the – is it just rookie of the year that's not – they don't make a distinction, offense or defense or anything? Like, I'm not sure, Jason, because I've seen – I mean, yeah. I've, I've well, pulled out just, a bunch of for different our purposes, you know, forms, and I've, I've had both. So, uh, yeah. if it was just – look, look, I, I'm the biggest Micah Parsons fan that there is. I mm-hmm. I broke down his preseason games, you know, like and I and I saw what Dan Quinn was doing with them, and then the opening yeah. game of the season, Cowboys at Tampa, and what they did with Parsons in that game, and how his role adjusted when Gregory got you know uh, hurt and yes. Tank Lawrence got hurt and how he became. So I, I it, it's hard for me if it's just rookie of the year. It is a two. It, it, Rashawn Slade was unbelievable, but it's a two horse race. It's yeah. it's it's Chase yeah. and it's Parsons, and I haven't really thought about you know forget about the distinction offense or defense. I haven't thought about yeah. one. If you, had, if you had, you can only give one guy yeah. the hardware, Baldy. You, you can't share it, it huh? We can't. We can't. There's no ties. I put. I, I'm here to put the stones to you, brother. No, you got it. You got to pay. Uh, wow. It's really hard. It's really hard. I mean, Jamar Chase. I know. Was, it is. I was talking to Steve Smith about Jamar Chase uh, yesterday. And because uh, people want to compare him to Steve Smith in some ways. Like, what's the comp? And Steve Smith said, why does it have to be a comp? Why can't Jamar Chase yeah. just be Jamar? You know, and, and he's right. Like, why do we have to try to compare him? People kept saying that to me about Micah Parsons this year. Like, what's the comp? Uh-huh. And I'm like, he doesn't have a comp. Like, I don't know anybody that played middle linebacker, that was an edge rusher, that was a designated blitzer, yeah. that dropped into coverage and played slot receivers. Yeah. I've, I've never seen a guy play all those roles. I just haven't seen it. So, to me, there wasn't a comp. And I don't I don't believe there's a comp for Jamar Chase. Even if I reached and said, okay, yeah. Steve Smith, and then Steve said, well, Baldy, you know, mm. when I played, and, and I think you probably remember Steve well when he was with the Ravens, oh, you I know, know and how he kind of just – took over that organization with just his personality yes. and competitive fire. But, you know, Steve, Steve said to me, he said, Baldy, nobody talks about me in these kind of terms when I played. Like, they're doing it to me now, right. which is great, but nobody yeah. talked about me like that when I played. So uh, so I got to pick just one. I'll chase. I'll say – I, I think I might go Parsons just because I, 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 I how going, bad that defense was before he I, got there. I don't want to feel like I'm slighting Jamar Chase because, like, what he's doing is ridiculous um, yeah. and dominant. And here he is in a Super Bowl. And, you know, Micah Parsons, the Cowboys, they can't, you know, win a home playoff game. Um, but right. I'll say – I got to say Micah, just because of all the different yeah. things that he did, the consistency. And I'm not saying that Jamar didn't do all those things. Either, but just right, because right. of all the different things – like I often said this was year. asked of him? Yeah. What room is yeah. he in during the week? Who is he sitting with the defensive right. ends and the D-line? Is he with the linebackers? Right. Like where is he? And how did he learn all these things? I know. I'll say Michael Parsons. He's got a hall pass. I, 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 think he I, I thought float. he was just – yeah. Like unbelievable. I, I I would have to pick him in this scenario as well. Uh well, let's go stay on defense. Defensive player of the year, a conversation that frankly I think Michael Parsons has to be in. He's he's definitely in the conversations. Um, you know, Trayvon Diggs is in the conversation. You get eleven interceptions and, and all the pick sixes that he had, he's in the conversation. Um 
Aaron Donald, the usual Aaron suspect. Aaron Donald's but always It's in hard the for me, yeah. especially when I was in Baltimore week 18, when T.J. Watt, you know, tied Michael Strahan for the sack record. Yep. And if there is a technicality, he might have, you know, he might have gotten the record of 23 and a half sacks. I, yeah. I'm a little confused yeah, yeah. about the fumble. They, yeah, they ruled that ball. They ruled it like a dead play I, or whatever I, I, when I the ball like came I saw him sack, yeah. you know, the quarterback. But, um, <laughs> yeah, he got hungry. It's hard for me because Pittsburgh was really a, a wounded team much of the year. And, yes. and, and TJ was wounded for some of the year. You know, missed two yeah. starts, came out of two games early. You know, didn't play yes. 18 games and had 22 and a half nope. sacks and led the league again in quarterback hits. Um, it, you know, it was – and, I, you know, we, we put a premium on sacks, and, you know, I don't disagree with all of that. Sure. Uh, forced fumbles, all those things that he did. It's hard for me to uh, to give anybody the award over T.J. Watt. I, I think T.J. is going to get the award. Me too. No, I'm with you there. Uh, I, I, I would have a hard time finding a better case for somebody other than what he laid out this year. Now, I don't know about you, MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, how you sort of differentiate. Um, I think a lot of people kind of try to split it up because you want to give more than one person their due, and there's so many amazing quarterbacks out there. And let's be real, a lot of times these awards are going to go to quarterbacks by the nature of how the game's played. So how would you handle this one, MVP and Offensive Player of the well, Year? Well, if you're just doing Offensive Player of the Year for right now, because I don't think you can – I think they always try to – MVP is different from Offensive Player. So yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Um, try to spread, share the wealth. You, you have to include – and I know it's a quarterback-driven business and you got to give it to a quarterback. But you have to talk about Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup in this award. Like they have to – they have to mm-hmm. be mentioned, and you can't have the conversation without the two of them. When Cooper Cup is doing something not many guys do, uh, and then he's carrying through it, and I know the awards are given out pretty much before the playoffs begin, but what he's doing in the playoffs is ridiculous as well. Um, you know, against Tampa, against San Francisco, um, you know, every third down yes. seemed like, okay, where's Cooper? Let's give it to him. No matter what they try to do, they still found him. You know, and then what Jonathan Taylor did, you know, I mean, I remember being in Buffalo – one day this year when he ran, you know, when he scored five touchdowns, you know, and no, yeah. you know, in all of the great players in the history of the Indianapolis Colts or the Colt organization, you know, I mean, yes. you go back a long, long way. Lenny Moore. I mean, yeah. How you far know, back you want, you want so, to take it? You know, yeah. with, I played with Eric Dickerson and, you know, what Edron James did and Marshall Falk and, you know, what the great Colt teams did in Baltimore. Like nobody scored five touchdowns in a game, you know, and then, just, yeah. you know, to see him, lead the league in yards from scrimmage and yard and rushing yards and the rushing title and touchdowns. And, you know, now we're like in LT like categories, you oh, know, yeah. like we haven't seen anything like this since LT. So, but then, you know, you go, okay, but the quarterback's got the ball in his hands every play. Yeah. So, so we're doing we're doing two categories right here. Like we're doing offensive play of the year, and we're doing MVP. How, however you want to handle them, brother. If you want to, if you want to tap one guy on the shoulder for both, this is your this is this is Baldy's breakdowns. It's whatever I was, you want. I was in a world is I was your at a party last night, and uh, Ryan Clark was there, and you know Shannon Sharp, uh-huh. and you know we were talking about like we're talking about Brady, you know, and like how does yeah. he not want to go to San Francisco? 
and put the 49ers in the soup after he retired. Like, <laughs> after what he just did this year. And I think I talked about it last year. Like, you know, my job is basically to live in a film room to watch and study these guys. And there's no deterioration yes. in Tom Brady's game. Right. None. Like, if he wants to come back next year out of retirement and say, you know, the family's really good, but I can only drop these kids off at school so many days. <laughs> you know, if that gets old, if that routine gets old, and he decides, yeah. I'll go to San Francisco and show Trey Lance and John Lynch and Debo and that group. Oh like, I, I'll go take him to a city. You know, like Look at you stir the 49ers, the pot, well. I am stirring the pot. But, you know, the 49ers quarterbacks only get measured by one thing. It's winning Super Bowl. Steve Young found that out. And, yeah. um, you know, when that monkey yeah. came off his back and he won the Super Bowl, like, it's there's a lot of pressure with that. And maybe Trey Lance isn't ready for it. Maybe he goes with Kyle. Yeah, yeah. So, but my, I'm getting off on a tangent. But it's hard for me to give the, the MVP award to anybody but Tom Brady at this point. I'm with you. I'm with you. Would that mean Aaron Rodgers is your I offensive player? I think Aaron Rodgers is, you know, the offensive player of the year. Like, he threw four interceptions. They had the number one seed. Uh, it was a phenomenal – like, you show me a quarterback that could play behind – a wounded offensive line every week any better than what Aaron Rodgers did this year. Yeah. There was a kid, Yash Nyman, we've talked about him during a podcast during the year. Rookie, uh, not rookie, yeah. but he was a, a free agent at Virginia Tech. I mean, he took over for one of the best left tackles in football. Aaron Rodgers was raised his eyebrow when, eyebrows when Stenovich, the offensive line coach, put him in there. And John Runyon starting at left left guard. And, like, you know, it was a, it was a juggle every week and there's green Bay, you know, again, winning more games than anybody else in the NFC. So I, I got to give it to Aaron Rodgers. Would you be averse to them creating some sort of designation where it's for the best, best offensive player? Yeah. who's Not a quarterback. Yeah. I think that's fair because, you know, I mean, it's hard no matter how many ways you want to give something to Cooper cup or to Jonathan Taylor, you have yep. to give it to a quarterback. You just do. And so, Yes, I, I think there should be a category. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jason, maybe you can, um, you know, start that. Yeah, I'll noodle yeah. on that. Yeah, I'll yeah. write a column. Yeah, I think that's, to, I think yeah. that's awarding. All my, all my immense power, Bobby. Maybe we'll call, maybe we'll uh, call yeah, it the, the bully pulpit that I we'll wield. Call it the lock and four award, you know. Well, I, you know what? I'm a man of the people, Baldy. So I, I would rather we just recognize the players. But I appreciate that sentiment. Um, this is a league of constant change, as you mentioned. Even Tom Brady not not going to be playing this year. Uh, these teams have some, a, a few prominent free agents, and and obviously what the Rams did, kind of going the mercenary route, speaks to that. Picking up an Odell Beckham, and you know, basically what getting him for a little over a million dollars for the rest of the year as he tries to reset himself for his first foray into, into real free agency. Um, Von Miller in the final year of his deal with Denver, they obviously made that move uh, at the trade deadline. It has paid immense dividends with them being an older team and them lacking draft picks. I'd imagine they'd want to bring both these guys back, and Stan Kroenke is not afraid to spend cash over cap to do that. Um, your thoughts on what they've done for their markets? I, I think if you go back to what it looked like before they got there to now, you'd have to say that both players have made themselves a lot of money, whether it's there or someplace else. No question. Um, you know, but it goes to say, like, I'm not here to trash, you know, Denver or Cleveland. Right. But it goes to show you what – a culture, environment, winning feeling does. Like Von Miller looks energized and rejuvenated to me. Now, and that's not to knock what Vic Fangio was doing. They had a good defense. They could never figure out the quarterback situation. They were just letting nope. they had to win games 13 to 10. It's just hard to do. Um, you know, what, what was going on in Cleveland, like, look, Odell is healthy, and he wasn't healthy. I saw Odell this year, first game of the season, Cleveland – at Kansas City, and Odell didn't play that day. He was still rehabbing, coming back from an ACL tear. So, you know, he wasn't healthy. The quarterback wasn't healthy. You know, he's in a great spot. And it just the timing was crazy, you know, because they signed Odell, and then less than a week later, Robert Woods blows his knee out of practice. It was crazy. Like I don't know what Odell's role would have been if it would have been as prominent if Robert Woods was still here, sure. he was a great number two, really great number two to, to to Cooper Cup. And he played that role really, really well. So I don't know, like Robert will be coming back next year. He'll be in Odell's yep. situation, trying to come back from major knee surgery. You don't, you don't know how these guys are going to respond, yes. how quickly it's going to happen. But I would say, you know, after what we saw last year with Tampa, the creative – 
workings of some of these teams. Like, I, you know, the cap is the cap, but it's not a hard cap. Like, it's fungible. It's, it's, there's a lot of yeah. flexibility to it. One thing I'll say, and everybody makes this statement about the Rams, Jason. And, you know, and I've defended the Rams in giving up a lot of, you know, draft capital for, you know, Jalen Ramsey or Matt Stafford or whatever. They have drafted really well. I mean, Rob Havenstein is a great right tackle, second-round pick. You know, Nick Scott is a great young safety, seventh-round pick. They've drafted well. Cam Akers was a third-round pick. They drafted yeah. well yeah. with the pecs that they've had. So, yeah. I mean, there's there's an article right there. If you go and look at the, you know, the guys not named Aaron Donald and Von Miller and yeah. Jalen Ramsey, if you go look at some of the guys that are playing a prominent role for this team, you know, Cooper Cup was a third-round mm-hmm. pick. And how they have built this team, you know, they've struck a lot of gold in lower rounds and middle rounds. And so I give them a lot of credit. Uh, Austin Corbett, you know, I mean, just go through the list of guys that, are, that start for them. Yeah. That being said, I, I I think both of them are coming back. You know, I, I, I'd be surprised if Odell isn't a part of this team. And I don't think there's, uh, <laughs> you know – Discounts out there for these guys. You know they're gonna they're they're looking right. for they're gonna to make their, their money. money. Yeah, but they also know that Von Miller and whatever year this is, the twelfth or thirteenth year next year, uh, like there's not gonna be better better places for him to go and and work his craft than he is with you know a Hall of Fame defensive tackle and Leonard Floyd. Like he 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 could put up continue to put up great numbers playing for the Rams. Um, regardless of, you know, what the contract looks like. Yeah. Yeah. As we know, the Bengals constructed very differently. Their hallmark is all these guys 25 and under who are signed for multiple years to come. Most of them still on their rookie deals. Uh, and we've talked, you and I talked throughout the course of the season on Baldy's breakdowns. We've certainly already talked this week um, about the amazing offseason that they had and, and everything they touched turned to gold. One of their offseason priorities last year, though, was to get Jesse Bates yeah. signed long-term. Those two sides could not come together on a pact. Um, he, he obviously is a, a you know one of the more influential safeties in the game. Uh, they don't have a whole lot of other contractual issues to tend to. I would imagine he would be a major offseason priority for them and keeping him in the fold, especially how this defense has has congealed and come together the yeah. more they've played this season. Um, I would think Mike Brown would make keeping him maybe offseason priority number one. I think so, Jason. You know, I feel like if they let Jesse Bates walk, to me, that feels like the same old Bengals in some ways. Uh-huh. Like, we'll draft good players, Justin Smith. I mean, we go through a list of history of great yeah, yeah. players that were let go by this organization. You know, the starting left tackle for the Rams. I mean, you could just – and I mean, I know they were in their second and third contracts. But you go through the list of guys, it felt like a farm system for a long time where you drafted good players and then decided – Carl Lawson and then didn't want to sign him. So I feel like Jesse Bates has been – first of all, he's been an incredibly consistent player. And he was a good player on bad teams too. Now he's he's a a good to great player on a really good team. I – to me, he is what the Bengals once represented and what they now look like. And I, I can't see Jesse Bates. Um, and I know safeties can be overpaid 
But the free agent oh, yeah. market is where you find your safeties, you know. And so uh, you don't really draft these guys very often. Um, so, you know, a lot of teams have made a lot of mistakes at that position. But you yep. draft and you go after these guys in free agency, Von Bell, you know, and you plug their holes. But so he'll be in demand. But I, I can't see the Bengals oh, yeah. letting this guy go. I just can't. Yeah, I, I would have to think um, keeping him as a priority. I don't know that they need to go crazy in free agency. Otherwise, if they draft a you know draft a bunch of linemen who become plug and play, they're in really good shape. We talk about this game often, the Super Bowl, in terms of legacies. Oh, if this guy wins, what does it mean for him and that guy? And Peyton's got to have two to catch yeah. Eli and Aaron Rodgers. Will he ever get his second? You obviously know offensive linemen inside and out. For you, is Andrew Whitworth a Hall of Famer now? And if it's close, would going to two Super Bowls with a new team as he's pushing age 40 and now age 40 and being the starting left tackle on a Super Bowl winning team, would that be an exclamation point? Would that be something that might punctuate his credentials? I think so. Um, Because of the longevity, uh, you know, we just haven't seen a guy – play at this level at age 40 ever. Um, but I'm just going through my mind, you know, obviously, you know, J.O. Ogden and Walter Jones and the guys, you know, and the guys that have gotten in over the last few years, like none of them played this length of time. But, right. you know, and Walter Jones didn't have a Super Bowl championship, although he went to a Super Bowl. Um, so, yep. you know, it's always a little confusing to me um, what gets said in some of these, what the criteria, the criteria. is, yeah. like I, you know, the fact that he's never really been hurt, Jason, and he's had this yeah. longevity and a standard of play, which has been really high. You might not say, all right, he's the best left tackle football, but he's damn good. Right. You know, um, yeah. You know, the, the years in Cincinnati sort of get forgotten. Um, although, you know, when you're in Cincinnati, uh, you know, you, you can't talk about left tackles without talking about Anthony Munoz. And nobody's putting him with Anthony Munoz. No. But, you know, you, you, you sort of get compared when you're a Bengal to Anthony Munoz when you're the left tackle. And, you know, you're, Anthony's around that team a lot. So, you know, you, you're talking to maybe the greatest of all time. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, I th- I th- you know, if I was in that room and we were having debates, um, I don't know if he's first ballot, but I, I – I, He's earned his he's earned his spot in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of starting to think about that last night, what that could could mean for him. Um, because for me, he was already, you know, I could see him getting in, having to wait. But I, but I also have this like this help. list over here, Jason, of all the guys that I think are Hall of Fame worthy that never get talked about. Everson Walls has uh-huh. over 60 career interceptions. That's Super Bowl. I played yeah. with Everson. Led the league in interceptions three times. Never gets talked about. Ray Donaldson played with him in Indianapolis. Won a Super Bowl with Dallas. Fifteen years. Like you know, next to Dwight Stevenson was the best center I saw. Like I mean, I've got this list over here of guys that probably yeah. will never get in um, for whatever reason. But then I had Drew Pearson on that list until this year. So and you yeah, know, yeah. I, you know, I'm just throwing those guys out there because I think that they get overlooked a lot. And I don't. And I to your point, I don't want to have Trey Hendrickson get overlooked, you know, because of his standard, his longevity, um, durability, number of games. If he gets a Super Bowl, that's a nice little feather in the cap, so to speak. 
um, you know, that you can always put next to the name. So I'm in that category of saying Trey should, should get in. One one final thing before uh, before we roll here that I also wanted to bounce off you. When we talk about the game, the magnitude of it, what it means for people's careers and, and their legacies, I, I don't know how these Hall of Fame voters are going to handle this sort of modern era of football and, you know, with mm-hmm. the rule changes. And since Peyton and Brady got their way right in the league, says we can't hit them here, we can't hit them there, we can't hit them too hard. Because, like, I'm not making the argument that this guy's a Hall of Famer in any way, shape, or form, but I believe Kirk Cousins is the eighth highest rated passer in the history of the National Football League. And so and and so I'm gonna bring this to Matt Stafford, who I've always thought was criminally underrated. And, you know, it takes a village to raise a franchise and, and he was always in the wrong village. But if he were to win this, and if he were to continue to compile the kind of numbers that he traditionally has compiled and, and and I think he'll do it at an even higher level with McVay, even if there's some attrition around him in terms of the personnel. Could could this game be the beginning of Matthew Stafford's resume starting to resonate in a way that it never would have three hundred and fifty days ago or whenever before he was acquired? I think so. I, I think so. I, I mean, you know, I mean, he's now played as many postseason games this year as he played in his career. Yeah. So, you know, when you when you talk about Hall of Fame quarterbacks, I mean, you go to the postseason, you know, and so um, and how they played in the postseason. I mean, all the numbers are just I mean, you're, you're saying Kirk Cousins, eighth highest rated quarterback all time. I mean, that's you know, he he's a 500 a quarterback in the regular season. You know, forget about the postseason. Yeah. Right. So, like, the, the, the numbers can really uh, deflect what we really should be looking at and how they elevate. I mean, that's because, you know, because you never look at Eli Manning's numbers in the regular season and say he's a whole sure. thing quarterback. But then when you look at the two wins against right. New England in the postseason runs, you go, okay, you can't not have that conversation with yeah. him when he's the MVP of yeah. the biggest game that there is. So, yes, I, I think there could be a strong second act. By Matt Stafford here, if this you know franchise stays afloat, he gets back here next year. They they make they make a strong push. Like there could be a, a strong second act by Matt Stafford that could, you know, especially if he's the MVP of this game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could really start the second act for Matt Stafford. We could start putting him into that, you know, that rare category. <clears throat> yeah, I think. I mean, look, he wins this game, and again, big if. He's got as many he's got as many Lombardies yeah. as Aaron Rodgers, right? And I'm not saying he's Aaron Rodgers. He's not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers better 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 all time performer. But I just think when you talk about these three hours of football and what it can mean for people's lives, yeah, it could start to be a game changer for the perception of Matthew Stafford. Well, I've enjoyed this conversation as always, uh, Baldy. Whenever we're kicking it and talking ball, um, this has been the Thursday edition of Baldy's Big Game Breakdowns or Big Game Breakdowns with Baldy or uh, however you want to call it. Again, we do this year-round on a weekly basis, so please, if you haven't already, rate, review, um, subscribe, most importantly, uh, the Odyssey app, uh, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast goodness. We always appreciate that. You can find me on Twitter at Jason Lockin4. You can find Baldy on Twitter 
at Baldy NFL and uh, have fun yep. out there, Baldy, but not too All much right. fun. And uh, we will reconvene tomorrow, or maybe it's not you and I. We'll 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 see if our schedules align, but we'll be talking ball with you guys up to the Super Bowl on Big Game Breakdowns. This has been a production of Big Game Breakdowns with Baldy and La Confora, an Odyssey exclusive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.